Welcome back, pal. Patreon bonuses continue with another episode of Recut Gems here on the Black Print Network. Plus, between the both of us, I gotta say, of course, introductions, MC, A plus here. Episode hey. two, Recut Gems. Between the both of us, plus, I gotta say, we're taking back just a just a little bit, just a tiny, just a little, just a little glimpse from the reception of our return. Oh, the love was felt, man. Shout out to everybody who hit us up, you know, via social media. Saying, you know, hey man, we waited 671 days with you, and that that means something. Maybe maybe you didn't think about us every day, but you waited it out, man. We appreciate that. You know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, it's all about the thought. Shout out to all the patrons turning us up for the debut. Shout out to the new element of our show, of course, the tubers. The tubers. Everybody will be able to experience that online, although although you will see it a little bit earlier on Patreon. So make sure that you do tap in with us as an included Patreon bonus before it ends up public for everybody to enjoy. I gotta say though, if all this was new to you last week, if you are new to the black print in general, of course, last week was very, very huge for the black print podcast. Just, just based on our growth. I think the most exciting thing throughout all of this on YouTube has been how we have been growing. But if you are new, allow us to introduce ourselves formally. If this is a brand new show here to you, Producer on the Black Print Network here, MC, my man MC. I know the second end fucks a lot of people up. Um, <laughs> we're working on it gradually. I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that second end. It's a, it definitely has a mind of its own, so I completely understand. You can say most hated MC if you want, but that's mostly when we're talking about the most hated Miami Heat, and that's not why we're here today, I got to say. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I'm A-plus. I'm an operations manager at Radio 1 Cleveland. Overseeing the programming of uh, such stations as Z1079 and 93.1 WZAK here in Cleveland. You can stream them everywhere on any uh, tune-in radio or on the station apps. Plug, plug. But, um, yeah, you can follow me on all social media as well at A underscore P-L-U-S. And, you know, RNC charter member. The biggest <laughs> out in Cleveland, Ohio, out of the 216. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would do the man out in Cleveland if my Heenan, if my Heenan was a little better, I would do, I would do my Heenan. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I can't, I can't, I can't do a heathen. My wrestling, uh, my wrestling, uh, voices, my wrestling terminologies have been a little bit less than they have been before. But I am getting a little bit better at my, you know, what I'm saying, if I were to describe how episode one of Recut Gems went, I could say that it was a uh, stupendous, <laughs> tremendous. I'm trying to workshop an Oakland man. I, I'd love to get like a Gene Oakland in my repertoire, man. Uh, oh, a, a G, a mean Gene. Yes, man. But it would be like you know. Um, shade room like gossip. Of- <laughs> shade gossip. room means <laughs> fans. You've also heard about Carisha premiering in the BMF latest episode. Find out the outtakes and the links to them right now. Numbers are at the bottom of your screen. I can't do Oakland. I gotta get the Oakland <laughs> going, man. The only thing I, the only thing I default to in Mean Gene is look at all this crap <laughs> in this ring. This is what for the likes of you when you're dealing with the likes of Hall. And now what he say? He didn't even say Hall Nash. He was like, with the likes of these men. Yeah, right. These men. Right, right. This is this way he tells them to stick it. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> this crap in this ring represents these people out here, brother. <laughs> I don't think we got a rap. I don't think we've got a rap variant of that yet. Nah, ha- well. No, no, we haven't. We have we have the basketball. <laughs> we have the basketball variant. Speaking of Oh, most- yes. Yes. We have the basketball variant, but um, no, we don't have the hip hop variant. Not, not that I can think of. What would yeah, they not, not, equivalent be like? I don't know, man. As far as uh, trash flying, as far as like face turning heel immediately and trash flying and just all this crap in this ring, um, 
Drake signed the Donda. I don't know, man. What is? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's not even it. Man. That's not it. That's not it. Um, yeah, I don't maybe, have, maybe it's maybe it's yet to be seen. Maybe it's yet to be seen. Yeah, that could be for a good. That could be for a good reason. Right, right. Because I don't know the, the betrayal. We can't take it, man. We we take everything a little too serious in hip hop these days, man. Is it true? Well, yeah. I don't think there's too many people. Like, it's kind of like tongue. It's like kind of tongue in cheek a little bit. Like the Busta Rhymes type videos. You know, you got to kind of like convince the artist at this point in time to be like, look, people will think it's hilarious. It'll live amazing twenty years from now. It might look a little bit silly now, and you might just have baby go like, hey, I ain't doing all that shit. You want me to right. a Superman suit? You know, what I, mean? I ain't gonna. I mean, he's trying. He's trying to have me do the same shit y'all doing. I ain't do what y'all doing. <laughs> Like you, you show you got the right man. Like that's that's a yadi yadi uh answer. Yadi, <laughs> know, yadi's, on, <laughs> yadi's on the yadi's on the uh, you know what I'm saying is uh, uh hashtag real artist lane as of right now. So I don't know what you're gonna get from yadi. Right. That's right, man. He is he is fed up with the people that said you know that's hating on him now. The same people that said he couldn't rap back in the day. He is tired of haters when he's just trying to do hashtag art. I mean. You know, I've heard him specifically say, "I don't eat fruit, so my nut tastes like sweet heat." I think at that point, I just, I just checked out. Yeah, I, point, I'm not gonna sit and tell y'all ever took Yachty seriously. I never like hated on him. I was like, "Little Yachty's ruining the biz," and took an iced tea Soldier Boy take. But <laughs> no, I never, never took it that far. But um, <laughs> you know, but uh, not here to say that you know Yachty's my favorite. I did listen to the Michigan Boy Boat album. That's probably the most I ever listened to a Little Yachty album. Mm-hmm. But have I gone back to it in, in eons? Nah, I have not. Sorry. I don't think I don't think we'll ever uh, uh, knock on wood. If I can find some wood here, I don't think we'll ever be Ice T Soldier Boy levels. No artist has pissed me uh, off at that at that at that stature yet. I just hope I'm not listening at that point. If I'm if I'm that <laughs> infuriated, I'm just I'm stuck with my oldies at that point. You'll be kiss. You'll be kiss FM plus at that point. At that point, yeah. I mean, Kiss FM is going to probably be like Drip Too Hard, hopefully, at that point. Like, you know. <laughs> kiss FM kiss played out. Drip Too Hard? <laughs> like, Kiss FM. Shout out to Hope Blue City, you know what I'm saying? Hope up here. You know, can you imagine? <laughs> Playing that? nothing but the throwbacks. Can you imagine? That is amazing, man. I mean, hey, I'm not trying to speed anything up. I'm not. I Take its time because it's already happening a little too fast. I know exactly. We're not. We're not trying to. Think. The only thing we're trying to think of right now is the end of the month. Like we are just trying to get to WrestleMania, enjoy our weekend, somehow find a way to get uh, downstate into the Hall of Fame. I don't know how we're going to be able to do that, but we did get a little bit of Hall of Fame news. Oh, we you know did. We do have. We do have Rey Mysterio now making his way over to the Hall of Fame. I would expect because we haven't really set up our SmackDown Hall of Fame tickets yet. I would expect that to do a little bit of a spike, especially if we want to see uh, yeah, the man Conan there to introduce him. And in and in Southern California too, of course, being a uh, you know rep in San Diego, that's that definitely probably spiked the ticket sales just now too for sure. So we probably got to get on it <laughs> if we want to go because it's yeah putting Ray on top at the time. I mean, there was reports about Great Muda being um one of the first uh, inductees for this year, which should probably be after. But you know you have to go with a big name first, I think. And Ray is definitely you know worthy of that stature. So congratulations to Ray once again. I don't know though. Do you think? Do you think? This is setting up a, a retirement angle in a match, you know, with, with Dominic. If if Dom retires his dad, that is definitely like the it's a little bit of like the cutting onions. But I do like here's my thing, man. I think even through music, I think even through 
wrestling, a lot of avenues in my life. I love the person with the charisma, even if you're not the big statistics, standards, lyrical miracle, any other type of terminology you could use for that type of thing. If your stats ain't right, as long as you've got a form of charisma, I am on board. And Dominic knows how to piss people the fuck off. I just completely love that. So if I can get that versus Rey Mysterio and you know it's Rey's like last WrestleMania match, that's going to be one of the top matches that we see on Sunday or Saturday, whichever one of those two it ends up being. Right, right. I mean, I think either way, like you said, it's going to be a a hot match. The crowd's going to be on fire because Dominic is just instant heat at this point. He just knows how to work the crowd. And that's honestly a skill that needs to be developed by more talent in the industry. But that's another story. Exactly. Uh, Although this is, you know, our third weekend. Oh, well, my third weekend specifically out for WrestleMania in Los Angeles. This is the closest I've ever ever been, honestly, to doing the entire weekend experience. You know, you got to do a little blueprint 2J. Like, you know, let's do it right this time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. This will be my third mania. And um, I'm like, wow, damn. I I definitely want to make sure I go to, uh, you know, more events surrounding WrestleMania weekend. So, should be interesting. It definitely should be interesting. I mean, I, I heard they that they're doing something different with access, so I don't know how they doing access. How they doing access different? I, I don't know because they're doing like autograph signing separate, and that's a, typically, I guess, like a part of fan access. But they did say they were, uh, you know, they were remodeling or rehabbing the access uh, experience for the weekend. So I don't know how they're gonna huh. do a superstore or what. Not sure. Okay, because last uh, last year was like I didn't get to do I didn't get to do access when I went out there in WrestleMania. So Dallas was actually my first time being able to do an access, and that was actually pretty fun. So if we saw like the last portion of literally the last Vince McMahon mania, first and foremost, but right. also the last port of access before they end up you know hyping it up and making it nice. I'm down for that. I'm down for our O behave era of of WrestleMania <laughs> in, the, in the next month. Are we on our O behave shit? Uh, he got the mojo back for sure, man. Obehave. Wally Mania is going to be Obehave. Access. I don't know how I'm going to be Obehave at Access. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, see, I'm, I also that I forgot about the... Um, I don't want to do that. I mean, I'm no disrespect. No disrespect. I don't want to do the one ten man show. I just don't know if that's a stand up and listen to him talk for like an hour straight or two hours. Like, whoo, Or the live pods? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll wait for it to hit the network. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll end up being uh, recorded for audio, and I'm sure they're going to have like crazy, amazing mics to be able to do all of that, because doing all that in a public setting always interests me on how they're actually able to pull it off. But speaking of networks, our turn featured back a bit of what to expect from on from us on these bonus shows, so please make sure to tap into the Patreon. Enjoy Recut Gems early between A-plus and I on top of the debut of something that is very exciting between us J5, Josh Pease, myself, A-plus as well. Our second Black Print bonus show. That will be on the way later this week. The debut of Throw Blacks, including a new Black Print radio, live on AM. So it's a busy week ahead for us on the Black Print channel. It's something that's pretty exciting, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Speaking of busy weeks, there's a lot of revisiting ahead, though, for the 90s rap fan. As we just talked about, plus his Kiss FM era. <laughs> I was looking over a little bit of my... Not he said not yet. Coming hopefully not soon. I said coming coming hopefully not soon. But there is a lot of revisiting ahead for the '90s rap fan. Um, I would say it's a mixture of emotion in the air for most fans that have been patiently waiting for uh, the two catalogs that we're going to be discussing on Recut Gems today. Uh, I'd say it's a lot more about damn time between the both of us in uh, in the ways that one of these catalogs have returned. I will say, but I won't be green. I have what I want. 
we've clearly won here. I'm okay. We don't have to talk about how NFT plans have flopped. We don't have to talk about <laughs> what's that. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I understand. If y'all don't want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I know it was bad. I don't think we've ever. I don't think I've taken. I've taken like one, but it's not really an NFT L. It's like um, stupid fucking AMC thing, man. That AMC shit that got hot. Oh, I the stock. A, oh, it was yeah. Right. They got me. I put a. Damn. I got a. I put a smooth little hundred on it, and at first it was up, up, up. I was like up seven hundred, and I was like, nah, let's let it bit sizzle into the thousands, baby. And you know what? I'm sitting here with like a five dollar stock now, and it wasn't that nice. I don't know if you jumped into any of these plus. Yeah, I, I think it was a GameStop or maybe AMC. I think I got both of those. I, just, I didn't. Do <laughs> got jobbed out to both of them now. Like I'm jobbing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's, it's pretty bad. I, I'm actually have a fan duel for like the last month and trying to do fan duel after the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know they just legalized sports betting in Ohio, right? So as soon as that happens, you know they give you like 200 and free bets off top, and then you're in. So I had to just stop doing it. And I said I had to call the hotline. Like, take me off, ban me. <laughs> you, know, you know, I just like all right, man. Just stop betting. Stop making these like ridiculous 15 leg parlays that are not going to come home. I can't do any of those because um, we're in Florida. So we can only do prize picks, which prize picks is like, okay, the line tonight is LeBron James is going to score 27 points. You think he's going to go higher? You think he's going to go lower? And it's literally just high lows. That's all that we have. Well, that's, that's legal. That's legal betting out in um, out in Florida. But who knows? Maybe we'll be able to get into a, into a little hashtag ad bag once uh, gambling is a little bit more legal in Florida. Yeah, man, DeSantis seem on smarting up. DeSantis, what are you doing? Hey, man, he's got a he's got a whole lot of he's got a whole lot ahead of him and a lot of answers that he has to uh, account for. So he's going to be just as busy as uh, some of these catalogs that are also returning. But golf claps, gotta give it. I told, well, not necessarily. I told this person. I've never spoken to this person before, but I was going to be pretty happy and applaud once he got over his nft aspirations and put these albums back so golf claps are in order snoop dogg death row records all of the albums that have been missing and have flared my ocd are now back on streaming so i am very happy for my library now looking a whole lot better than it did before but just because there's uh, a large amount of albums that were removed now put back and also new albums that have never touched streaming at least on apple music uh, i usually don't see them on spotify either but at least on apple music there are also brand new albums that have made it back to uh, streaming. Have you checked about? Have you checked any of them out? Plus, you went back to the Death Row catalog. So I saw Murder Was the Case soundtrack was up. Was that like a new addition to streaming? That wasn't up at first, right? Brand, brand new, brand new. That's amazing. That's amazing. Above the Rim is back up there, right? Yes. So Pain is back. I can finally listen to Pain again. Thank God. Uh, dog I'm, food was up. Dog food dog. was like really monumental. Like growing up, my uncle had all those CDs and dog. Yeah. Didn't have that on my own, but dog food. Dog food was a big deal. Not gonna lie, it was a big album. He was uh, he was he was cheering when Snoop kicked down the towers. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, I, I, you see, we're, we were in Richmond, Virginia, right? So we're like in the yeah. middle of the map. There's people that love Biggie. I'd even venture to say it was a pock town, so to speak. But mm-hmm. um, people loved both, man. So it was tough to play like the region wars in that part of the country, I guess. I wonder what's like the low key pock towns. Like you know how Flair they always they always say the Carolinas are Flair country, but then if you go yeah. further south too and going like into Texas, you're still kind of technically in Flair country. I wonder mm-hmm. what's like the low key pock towns. 
Um, I mean, I'm not gonna say just low key, but high key. I I mean, easily the Midwest and the South. Yeah, you know, the Midwest and the South for sure, for sure. I mean, outside of people, people would, would would think the West Coast, but Midwest and the South is firmly pot country. You know, I just just venture to say, I'm not even. I don't even have the math here, but yeah. you know, you got you got spots. I mean, and that's not to say these these places were anti big. Because mm-hmm. Big was loved in Detroit. You know, Big picked up a lot of style from Detroit with the Coogee sweaters and whatnot. And um, Chicago, too. You know what I mean? So there's just some places like that, which is like, it's just too big of a city to be like one way dominant. But um, I'm sure, you know, Pac had, a, uh, you know, if you know, like the, I guess, like the, what, what, who had the percentages, like who had the, the, the more, you know, the dominant percentage, I'd probably say mm-hmm. Pac. Yeah, yeah, I th- and that's actually a very, very good point. As we talked about last last episode about like city classics, I'll never ever forget when I used to actually have a little uh, hashtag hustle going on where I'll be making CDs for everybody that was in high school. I'll always remember there was one guy that lived in my neighborhood and would always give me. I, I, there was a time that I was coming home with like at least like ten crumpled up lists of just things people made, and was like, "I hey, burn this, burn this to a disc for me." Obviously, I get the bread, so on and so forth. That was, that was nice, a little, decent little hustle. But I'll never forget, he would always have Master P Records, myst, uh, not Mystical Records, uh, Master P Records, Project Pat Records. There'd be some 3-6 records. I'm like, yo, I typed it in the Kazaa. I typed it in the Bear shirt. I can't. Did you, did you make this one up? What is, what is Pimpin' and Robin, bro? You never heard Pimpin' and Robin from 1993. You don't remember it went Pimpin' and Robin, Pimpin', Pimpin' and Robin. I'm like, I, I, you really think I noticed? You really think I noticed? I've been in Florida for like three years, bro. You really think I noticed? Honestly speaking, but he would also always have Pac on there. So it actually is that actually is a very good point. The South, at least at least West Palm in general, definitely did like a lot of Pac, and that was not the shit on Big. It's not like it's not like they would be praising Pac just to be able to say that Big wasn't nice, right? But he was always he was always that preference. Death Row in Death Row in an essence, I think, ends up feeling that way for a lot of people as well. Obviously, they'll have the West Coast on lock, but then you know, with the inclusion of Snoop into uh, No Limit, then that also brings him a South experience, a South fan base, I guess you would say. So uh, those have ended up, you know, those never got pulled. Thankfully, we can now enjoy Doggy Style back. We can enjoy Dog Food that's back and Above the Rim and plenty of other albums from the Death Row catalog that you might have wanted to tap in that are now available. But like we said, we also get the debut of things like Christmas on Death Row, an album that has been talked about on uh, Black Print Radio between Josh. Josh's favorite holiday album. It's not an album that I've ever heard, honestly. I haven't heard it either, but that, that I'm sure contains Santa Claus uh, Goes Straight to the Ghetto, right? Yes. Yes, okay. that does. All right. Well... I know that song for sure. That's a Rap City classic. So a Rap a Rap City classic. Oh, and, and, then of, and then of course, Murder was the case soundtrack. I mean, you and I both know as soon as you hear that. Da, 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 yeah, you already know. You already know what's happening. Just run. <laughs> Just run. But yo, I'm gonna tell you this right now, dog. The Murder was the case soundtrack commercial. Terrifying. Terrifying. Really frightening. Terrifying. Frightening. Okay, like it ended with the look of. Uh, Either, it was either him or like the devil dude in the video in the coffin, and it just like ends with like him turning his head to the camera like this. Oh nah, it just goes off, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's like it's, it's like a weird like weird turn, ninety degree <laughs> turn for those listening. Just if you could look it up, please look it up. If we could look up the commercial, we will be able to. Uh, but then again, it's, it's like I think I think those those types of things were just like so much more. Um, like a lot of people weren't really thinking, yeah, we're just gonna frighten the kids twenty years from now, and this is gonna be like a memory that you know, they'll never, ever forget in those types of cases. But 
the Murder Rosa Case soundtrack, it ends up being very beneficial because NFTs ended up NFTs ended up infiltrating music business um crazy last year. Some guy hit with the Swindini. Snoop, I'm yeah. hoping that it wasn't you. But honestly, I feel like monetizing music is gonna be like a strong topic in the industry for years to come. It's kind of controversial. From our perspective, it's like, okay, it feels like a moment to celebrate. Like we can we can jump into any of the albums that we want to and just have the comfort of jumping into any album that we want to without having uh to go through our mediums our mediums that we have learned as kids to uh quote unquote obtain the things that we need to uh my opinion i could be completely wrong here i could be completely wrong here by all means if if there are generations that are completely comfortable with doing this by by all means correct me but there's less probability i would say that a new generation of music listeners will go through the ranks of like searching for a lot of these albums if if they don't have to like if it's a, if doggy style is now back now you can tap into gin and juice now you can tap into doggy dog world the shiznit who am i what's my name and un- unless you really really want to fucking listen to it and find your old uh copy to upload it or play it through youtube i just think most people will just like not play it maybe that's just maybe that's just me and how I observe the next generation and just the availability of music, I guess you would say, because it's a tough, it's a tough topic. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking now with the current generation growing up, say if you're from 13, 14 on, um, say maybe 21, um, not really going to a record store. And I know that sounds ancient at this point and physically, you know, purchasing a CD or even through an iTunes store and, you know, digitally buying one album for $13.99. That concept is going to be lost on that generation. It's like, well, you did what? And like, we're paying like, what, nine bucks or whatever for like this thousands of songs catalog on streaming. So I think that alone will change, has already changed the way people um, digest music. You know, I think we we also talk about how albums aren't the same and that may continue to change as much as the song lengths have just shortened over the last mm-hmm. decade or so. So yeah, the, the relationship with uh, the next generation and music will definitely be different, especially, like you said, the, the less they have to go seek out something that's not, you know, in, available in their phone, in their app, or whatever we're using in the future, is um, something that's just a, a luxury. They're not going to go ahead and do that if they don't have to. Because I tell you right now, I wasn't really thinking of Star Power until it was like, hey, y'all remember Star Power? All right, it's back. 2023, go ahead, stream it. I know, y- I know y'all want it. And then I heard that, Gia! <laughs> Young Khalifa, man. Young Khalifa, man. Young Wizzle. Raps- Rap star, rap legend. They don't want to talk. They don't want to talk about it though. Then again, I, I won't say they don't want to talk about. It. I hate being they don't want to talk about a guy. Oh my god, there's nothing I hate worse than they don't want to talk about a guy. They don't want to talk about that though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't ready for that conversation. Ain't my whole body. Y'all ain't ready for that combo. <laughs> I mean, Wiz is a legend. I think you know anybody saying otherwise is going off a of, well. What do you mean? I mean, you could be rated like. I'm not saying this is rating in rap 2K, but you could be like 87 overall your whole career and be a legend. It's not like impossible. It's a hot, a hot 88. If you got the if you got the stat, I, I've I've dropped niggas off with a 74 overall, and they had <laughs> bad stats, but the three was in like the eight, the high 80s. You know, and it had a nice driving dunk. Some people just got the high 80s three in a driving dunk. That's it. That's it. And hey, man, once again, you can get inducted into the Rap Hall of Fame or any Hall of Fame if you're 87, 88 overall in the 2K. It's not a bad score at all. But exactly. The point of the point, the point of that, the point is that the point of that is the 
the availability is what makes things so exciting when things end up uh, coming to streaming. And obviously, Star Power ends up being one of the more talked about um, albums or projects specifically from Wiz's catalog. And people just get excited when there's more things that are available for people to listen to. There were conversations not even a decade ago that were just like, man, there's so many mixtapes that I wish won Grammys. Wish won awards. If you if you if you roll your eyes at Grammys, I just wish they won awards. And obviously, one of the more recent moments of this ended up being really huge when Tyler won uh, uh, a Grammy for Gangsta Grills. But I'm sure there are many other projects that many people would have liked to see from their rap artists. Obviously, rap is a is a little bit of a difficult category to be able to talk about at the Grammys. But it would be much more of a of a more grand opportunity to have these projects with the ability to win more awards, or win more a lot of the things that they need to. You and I, we're still waiting for fucking Rich Forever. That's the one I'm oh, waiting on. Man. Please, somebody get that up, because you can't tell the, the, the last decade of rap superstars, you can't tell the full story without including that mixtape discography. Yeah. Like, if you were yeah. just, you know, going back, how was Lil Wayne considered the best rapper alive? You just went from Carter 2 to Carter 3. You're missing the point. You're missing mm-hmm. the point big time. So there's a large chunk of not only time, but music in between those albums that you have to digest to really understand the full scope of why we consider Wayne to be one of the greatest. You know, we just got to make sure we hit beat, beat, beat billionaire up. You know, <laughs> there's a couple of things we can't get clear, but, you know, maybe one day, you know what I'm saying? I got my thing going on here with this AEW. We making sure we all good over here because there's a lot of people that's flaking and perpetrating but scared to kick reality. Like a brother Dre once said. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe one day we'll be able to do that. But until then, make sure you hit that live mixtapes, brother. That's going to be the only place that you can listen to that thing. I can't wait for the day Ross makes that announcement, though. That, like, you know, we didn't do all the back channels, all the digital work we need to do on the digital end. And most definitely, I want to make sure this is a very most definitely special announcement. This is the biggest mixtape catalog to ever emerge. On the streaming platforms, it's the biggest. It's the you album, know, my- Asia EP. It's Ashes to Ashes. It's Rich Forever. <laughs> if he put Ashes to Ashes up, it's it's the uh, Black Bar Mitzvah. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to sneak that one on there, family. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah, all available for no your pleasure. Gangs hitting me up. <laughs> Had to pay my dues, pay my tithes. <laughs> we don't pay no mob gangs. I'm out here educating the youth on how to flip 40 into a thousand. Y'all niggas ain't doing it. Ross is deaf. If he hasn't already gonna name drop, earn your leisure. He's gonna do that somehow. My advice to anybody who's starting an AMP show would be start with the fun part. The best part about AMP is talking about things you're excited about. But you gotta take that leap. Just dive in. When music connects to you personally, it connects to your audience. If you want to be the number two show on (laughs) Amazon, you know what I'm saying, followed by... Download that. Be creative. Yeah, you can talk, gossip, play music. Talk about what you love. That's the beautiful part about Amp. What should I make my show about? Kind of like whatever the hell you want to hear, you know? If you're a creator, then it's just in you to just create things. His fan base is going to appreciate not having to go to goddamn Spinrilla. To make sure that they listen to, make sure that they listen to Rich Forever, and that's not anything against Spinrilla. By all means, we are very big fans of the preservation of a lot of these projects that just fall by the wayside. I don't know how a lot of these moments, albums, 
singles, like even mixtape covers at this point in time are just falling by the wayside. But take it from two niggas with 20 plus, 20 plus years of internet's experience in the nets. <laughs> if I could do I could have done a better Khaled there. In the nets. Nah, that's not a good Khaled. In the nets. Y'all play too much here on them in the nets. Them <laughs> blogs. Them YouTubes. We don't do that. We all about that love and that family. And that we fresh all about that family and that love. That's right. That's right. Oh, you going in? Oh, you going in? Oh, we going you- in? <laughs> so what about this album? Yo, we the best. <laughs> Yo. I don't, I hope, I hope Rhapsody never- moment, man. I'm sorry, man. That's a classic Rhapsody moment. And what did 50 say? That's fine. Because <laughs> he's going to think what he want to think. You know what I'm saying? But uh, take a look at me. Come bring the camera. I'm the best. I'm the best. That's right. Listen. Listen. Of- Listen. <laughs> Buck tried to go inside there too. He's like, yeah, and I know the program director Nine Nine Jams. I was like, whoa, 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 big guy. Catalyst, man, Catalyst, spin your record if it's hot. You know, have what you need that. to do. What you need to do is pack it up. <laughs> I know where you live now. You <laughs> might be from Orlando. That's a, that. I need that. I need that drop. I need that sound drop. You might be from Orlando. That is insane, man. Saying somebody might be from somewhere else where they really. Like, <laughs> It's some of the funniest shit in rap. Like when Ross said Jeezy was from Cleveland, not yo, who know? I didn't know like where that came from. He never followed up on that. We never got any like inside information as to how he came to that, you know what I'm saying, conclusion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But we say that to say the adoration of these you send it links and posting up for these root rips might sound sexy on Twitter. I promise you, it <laughs> sounds sexier on Twitter. What I completely prefer being able to just open up an app and play some damn music. I do not want to go back, and I'm only like five years removed from dealing with links. Like it's, a, it's the the actual era, era, era of it. I feel like died around five years ago. But we don't need to go back, please. I like the advancements of these types of things. Man. It's just comfortable. You took me back when you send it, man. You send these at the longest links, <laughs> the longest pause, longest fucking link. Then you got uh what else? Sin space. Sin space is still around. Oh, sin space. Wait, sin space is still around? Sin space is still around. Sin yeah. space is still around. You send it used to have longest links, but the fastest speeds. Sin space yeah, was pretty that's reliable. That's a fact. Wow. Uh, the mega upload era was crazy. <laughs> that that was a headlock for a good couple of years. It just looked fake. When I first got to a mega up, I'm like, nah, this is spam. <laughs> Man, this just looks like spam, but it's actually the link. I was surprised the first time. There was the Z Share era. Z Share era was pretty homely. Man, shout out Z Share. They had the they had the player on there too. Oh, they did it. Yup, the preview player. Just in case mm-hmm. you know, new music cartel puts up a link and the shit sound bad. You know, just in case it's not a great quality rip, you can make sure you could preview it. Uh, Media Fire Media was a Fire. crazy one. Yes, these are just eras, man. These are just names. Remember that, Share Beast? Share Beast. Um, I think it was uh yeah. I, I wonder was, if I was ignoring I wonder if I was ignoring Share Beast links. There were some there were some links that I would just ignore. Um yeah. damn, I can't remember. I, there was like really slow ones. Z Share used to be slow as fuck. Yeah, Z Share, man. Damn, that was a popular one though. But as far as discographies, all of the links that we had just named for the past couple of minutes ended up living as Z Share and You Send It and Mega Upload Classics because honestly, decades had passed and it was looking bleak on how we were going to get this discography 
uh, onto DSPs for entire new generations of rap fans to enjoy because it's been around. God, I wouldn't even be able to. I wouldn't even be like uh, since since they were being able to since they were able to receive like five mics for a lot of their albums. It's been around thirty years or so. But now all generations can enjoy a very important rap discography that's been absent for decades. De La Soul, also something that has been a little bit controversial, but I think I can understand it for the most part because. It feels a little bit like a bittersweet victory, and we'll explain as to we'll, we'll we'll explain a little bit in a couple of moments as to you know why people feel that way or why the their discography making it to a DSP is something that it's a little bit tough to celebrate as of right now. But me personally, my experience with Daylight comes from the most random mediums. Uh, Kel dancing to it in Good Burger. Um, what else? <laughs> NBA Street Volume Three. Those ended up being the two that just remind that that just um immediately come to mind especially we're talking about me myself and i that the, the one of their bigger records and probably one of the records that um end up you know writing the story for them trying to to write off the uh vision or the 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 almost like the the label like the asterisk that came onto their um artistry after that record ended up coming out but Chappelle show by far one of the best performances in the series as far as Chappelle show performances outside of the food, I'll put the food up there because oh. once you hear that, dun, 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 you just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Fire. Um, yeah, you know, go ahead. I know. I was, I was just going to say, I'm trying to think of how common would have even told his producer or whoever it was to be like, nah, I ain't doing that shit again. Yo, just give him that, uh, give him that Chappelle performance, that Chappelle performance, man. I'm not, I'm not yeah, doing this shit over with Kanye. He busy. They love that Chappelle show performance. Just give him that, yo. If I call Ye right now, he's good. Look, I call Ye right now. Yo, Ye, you want to do this over? What do you mean we got to do this shit? I, actually, actually, no, actually, I can't do a good Ye. A, a, a 04, 05 Ye? That's kind of tough. That might be one of my tougher ones. Man, I don't know. I just had to say fam a lot. Come on, fam. <laughs> Come on, fam. I just left the fucking studio, man. We got to do this shit over. Now I got to call John back. You know John busy. John overseas. I'm about to go with him. I can't do this shit over. That's funny. But. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the story of how I ended up. The story of how I ended up hearing um, a lot of these De La Soul albums. Specifically. But not necessarily the debut. But definitely De La Soul is dead. Definitely things with stakes is high. Um, ended up being. Uh, a story that I actually do keep in mind a whole hour, or at least that's very close to me. Plus, how did you, what do you, is that like your first memories of hearing uh, some of De La Soul's projects? And not necessarily the ones that, not necessarily the ones that end up being like their their top albums or so, but just like in general. Um, In real time, it had to be Stakes is High. I was like eight or nine reading the source, like an avid reader of the source by then, had to get it when we were in the store. And um, they had ads for the album, right? And it would just say Stakes is High. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. It was like a two-page ad or like a, you know, multi-page ad where you flip through and see the next one. But the first mm-hmm. one I, I remember was like a version of the album cover without De La Soul's name on it. And it said Stakes is High. It may have had a Tommy Boy logo centered at the bottom. I'm not sure. No, they don't want but, that. They don't want to see that these days. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Tommy Boy got so much diss, like flag from rapping. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. But um, De La Soul music, initially I heard it, like... In passing, I would say, like on the old school set of like the weekend mix shows that I would mm. religiously listen to on the radio, um, they would play me, me, myself, and I, of course, and they would play the Buddy remix, which is you know pretty much all the native tongues on there going going in. It's a classic, but um, 
yeah, stakes is high for sure in real time. I also remember the title track video that used to come on Rap City and other video shows at the time. And uh, the business with Common, that was another mix show staple in uh, Richmond. Shout out to Mike mm-hmm. Street. Play that a lot. So I, I th- those are like my early interactions with Daylight. And I mean, the next time is probably when they had the Artificial Intelligence series. The first album dropped and it had the Ooh uh, video with Redman. That was a single. Mm. But um, I'd be lying if I said I, I was a big, big Daylight fan. Even going back, of course, when like we're talking like 04, 05, 06, when we were just like like downloading albums everywhere, zipping, you know, WinRAR, all those type of programs and whatnot. I downloaded all the Daylight albums and I probably gravitated toward Daylight Soul is Dead and may, maybe much more than three, three Feet High and Rising. But mm. I'd probably say Daylight Soul is Dead and Stakes is High. One of those two, probably most of my favorites. I mean, the grind date is, is a different era. So, I mean, I like that album too, but I've always been more of a tribe fan than Daylight. And that's not yeah. against each other, but that's just, just, you know, just what it is for me. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I was talking about Chappelle's show and that performance. The Daylight um, grind date specifically ended up being, you know, they're performing much more, they're performing much more at the Chappelle show. So, um, grind date ended up being one of the ones that I was like more so in real time, like being introduced to. So, shopping bags is something that's big for me. Oh, wow. Much more is big for me. Uh, rock cocaine flow is big for me, even though tr- truthfully that belongs to 50 Cent. And that's, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Up. It's okay. I completely understand. I I, I, I didn't know that Fat Fat was not a G-Unit original until like years down the line. I was like, this is a Daylight record? So that's two Daylights you stole? Yeah, that was off the second second, uh, Artificial Intelligence album. That was a lead single for it. It was like Artificial Intelligence Bionics or whatever, but it was uh, the lead single, Baby Fat. And once again, got mixed show play. I don't remember it ever being added to regular rotation because once again, I'm a listener Mm -hmm. at this point. But um, yeah, Fifty took that and just owned it, owned it, I mean, as he did with many songs around that time. Uh, especially, especially, especially from that from that type of group. Because remember, he took Talib and was like, "I'm not Quali," and just completely rapped over it. But this is the same guy once again. Like he rapped over those type of productions. But um, even when it came time for his albums, man, there's plenty of high tech production through his albums. Mm-hmm. So many others. I'm, I'm forgetting a few people. I want to say Knotts is on his albums, G-Unit or, you know, a, a solo. So he messes with real produ- production. You know, I, gotta, I, I was like, I need me some of this. Oh, he was paying. I'm sure he was like, man, it was paying. <laughs> I had to go fuck with him. But, um, yeah, man, 50 has a real, I mean, as we know, a, a keen ear for, you know, taking a song, especially the melody that exists, deconstructing it and putting it back together with his own words. Like, there's many people mm. that, like, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne will black out over an instrumental, right? Some mm. I mean, There's a few instances where he'll like keep the melody or whatnot, but really that's a 50 hallmark where he'll take Baby Fat and make it his own. He'll take Love You Better and make it after my cheddar. He, he did it with like so many songs that, you know, are classics. Like there's, the original may be classic, but the 50 version is classic too. I'm sorry, LL. I'm sorry that that had to happen. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think that there's like official i think somebody just made it up like yeah ll was pissed i don't even think there's anything official that was just like yo yo y'all gotta y'all gotta take that shit off man play that love you better man y'all doing too much for this after my cheddar this man's a jokester man and y'all know that hot nine y'all wilding y'all get him laughing like it's funny to me man it's real funny <laughs> oh man nah, I hope you play stupid games you win stupid prizes man i'm just trying to tell you that I hope El man. I hope El was like, it's a Queens thing. It wasn't mad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, when he when he seen when he seen Lloyd Banks down down the street, 
But one of these is like, right, it's, a, it's, a, it's a queen. It's a queen. Oh, that's so why y'all playing it. Okay, Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> when Yayo was by that stop sign with the. All right, it's a queen's thing. Yo, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that to Uncle L, man. They would nah, not do that nah. to Uncle L. Yeah, you can't draw that on Uncle L, man. Uh-uh. Not that. Yo, it's Josh Pease. It is J5. And you know, we got the show, Lil Diddly, we call Black Print Radio. It's on Wednesday, 6 p.m., 9 p.m. Eastern. It's us setting the tone, you know? We letting y'all know what's going on out here in the culture, the community. We got some crazy guests so far. We've had uh, Les from, from Houston. We, we've had uh, Jethro Jenkins from, uh, he has a- We had Josh Pease. Yeah. I'm there weekly, <laughs> bi-weekly. So you just come check us out, man. Black Print Radio, it's giving you the real. But speaking of Uncle L, actually, De La Soul, this key sound of advice that I'm actually going to pass down to our younger listeners of Recut Gems is going to be something that I'm going to actually pass down. I ended up hearing things like uh, things like uh, LL Cool Days Radio, De La Soul, De La Soul is dead. In a moment in time, I feel like there's so many people in 2005 that were just like, yeah, now's the time I'm about to take this music shit serious and really learn and really do my homework. I hope that there's a lot more kids in this generation as well. But then it's kind of tough. I won't, I won't really say I hope there's more at this time because it's, it's just a completely different generation. There are no Bibles as of right now. And that's not necessarily to say that's a bad thing because you could really learn about this genre and this music and all the different artists went through so many more different mediums, more than it was 20 years ago when all we had was a couple publications and a couple people that we might have tapped into online because we respected their um, opinions on whatever forum that it was on, on their Angel Fire site or oh, whatever, or wherever it was. You're taking me back with these sites, man. The Jeez. Angel Fire sites, I'm telling you. Before it was like blog blogs. Yeah, you had like a couple people. Not not a lot, though. That was the thing about 20 years ago on the internet. There might have been people spewing opinions, and it might have been a little bit gas baggy, but it was way less because not everybody could afford that DSL and that goddamn, and that goddamn high-speed internet, and the technology was just different. But back then, 2005, it was like, okay, I want to get into this seriously. What do I need to do? And I went to the Game Facts. My, my only home that I had to be able to, to, to talk about these types of things, the Game Facts rap and hip hop form. And I was just like, I just put a thread up, man. I was like, hey, where can I, what do I need to listen to to be able to say that I know this shit? And I wish I knew who it was. I would give them all the props and all the flowers in the world. They were like, yo, here's what you need to do. Listen to all of these albums. Listen to every single five mic album from the source. Come back, report your results. And I did it. It was a very long time ago that I did it. It's about a list of like 40 plus albums. De La Soul is Dead ends up being uh, ends up being one of them. And um, I would say that it gave me a very good glimpse as to what was built upon hip hop. I think that's a big topic this year, obviously, as rap turns 50. But I think it's something that also holds up pretty well, too. Like, I don't really feel it doesn't really feel cheap to tell people, hey, go ahead and listen to these albums. Uh, because you need to, and it's what the big standard is out here in rap. These are generally really good albums that I think a lot of people can still enjoy just to get like a surface level idea if the world of hip hop is new to them. And I don't think you can really do that too many. Like there's not there's not many people telling you to tap in uh, all of Pitchfork's albums that were rated a ten. Come back and you'll get a good glimpse of what music really is. Even with, even with the Rolling Stones list, like, yeah, I give Rolling Stone 500 like a good amount of uh, stock 
and a like a, a good amount of uh, praise, I guess you would say. But Rolling Stone 500 even has its its blips and its and its um and its things that you can critique. And they've done that list over like fucking three, four times already. But I feel like this is one that actually did stay uh pretty good towards the test of time. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely say that. But it also speaks to your point now about not having it. Um. There's no source. I mean, well, they, they, I guess it still exists in principle. Like the double XL, mm-hmm. of course, still there. But as far as um, a quote unquote authority on yeah. record reviews and and such, that just doesn't exist anymore. I mean, maybe Complex had it for a while as far as the listicles go, but we don't even have that really in play anymore. So you're right. There's no like authority, and there's still like you know Rotten Tomatoes for movies. There's still yeah. I mean, you have to tell me what the equivalent is for games, but I know there's still something for games at this point. Um, there's nothing like that for music that everybody like goes, all right, yeah, I agree with that. Or, you know, at least it, you know, just puts all the scores together and gives you a rough estimate of what it is out there in, in the industry. And it's nothing like that right now. So yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to tell the story, I guess, of the next or the last five to 10 and the next five to 10 years of the music and how it's, you know, mm-hmm. rated properly, which I have to see. And from a streaming perspective, I can just see how this is tough for people. Like I, re- I read the I read the Pitchfork article on this being a little bit bittersweet. And shout out to Alphonse. Alphonse ended up writing about it, um, and he talked about moments like this where, yeah, it's probably exciting for you know new fans to uh, hear albums that they've never heard before from a group that gets a whole lot of respect from the entire rap medium. But it's difficult. Dave is gone. Dave is passed. He has not. He has not been able to enjoy. Um, has not been able to enjoy, you know, the fruits of this, the fruits of this labor. It took De La Soul a minute to try and get a lot of these albums onto DSPs. And now, um, I think you had referenced it a little bit earlier. Some of the, some of the records might not have, um, the original samples on them. Some of them might be just stripped down just a tiny bit. I don't, I haven't really seen too many complaints on that. Um, it would be, it would be completely terrible if it was like, a um, like a moment, like uh, we just talked about Wiz, like Wiz phone numbers when the beat was oh, completely yeah. changed and the queen shit was removed. I was like, oh, please God, I never want to hear this version ever again. Or, or listen to the streaming version of Never Been. Oh my God, <laughs> those experiences I never want to to ever experience again. I just deleted them immediately. I was like, nah, five seconds, I'm good. I just put back their other ones. So I know there's somebody from the late '80s that really you know grew up in the golden era, like hearing this song, like. Nah, hold up. This ain't the same. They the same. Yeah, exactly. Where's the Hall and Oates sample on Say No Bro? <laughs> it, it may be there, I'm just saying, for example. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I completely I completely understand that. It's kind of like a catch-22 because if it didn't if it didn't happen, then we'd just be like asking for these to still hit DSPs and we worry about an entire generation missing plenty gems. And it's it's tough. It's tough. I can complete I can completely understand both sides of the area, but from um from a point of trying to ensure that all of these albums can not only make the money that they do but also explore many different worlds and many different areas that they might not have in the 90s where if you missed it it's kind of like if you miss some shit on TV in the 90s you better tap in tomorrow or you're going to miss that bitch if you didn't have De La Soul is dead or any of those in the 90s you're going to have to hit discogs or get whatever you need to make sure that um uh, you get the CD, or you get the vinyl, or you get the the tape. Just like I was with Prince's uh, discography. God bless the dead. God bless the dead. But he was one of the biggest people that was just like, don't put my shit on DSPs mm-hmm. until you know he got a pretty got a pretty sweet deal from Title. Title mm-hmm. broke him off, and Title was the only place to get Prince albums. He dies. It's a flood of shit on Apple Music and Spotify. Right. Uh, felt a little bit dirty at the time. Completely understand. 
but I appreciate being able to stream uh, Love Sexy in its, in its complete entirety now without having to deal with that. It's about access. You know, it's about access. It's about, you know, the easiest way to get this music. That's really what matters to the people going forward. I mean, of course, you know, we kind of once again come from that physical era and we're that in that generation that was the bridge from the physical to the digital era. So it's we don't feel this much, but somebody who's a decade older than us, I'm sure they lament like, ah, I got my vinyl. I need that. I mean, sure. Exactly. Oh, convenient. But still, uh, they have the same quality, you know, and I mean, I'm not saying that in a mocking way. It's just it's how people feel. Exactly. So death row. De La Soul, you'll be able to enjoy those discographies um, within coming time. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other albums and anniversaries that we will be talking about here on Recut Gems uh, that we will be able to discuss again each and every week. Uh, Oh, no, not each and every week. Every other week here on the Black Print Radio Network. Make sure that you tap in early with it on Patreon if you do want to join the family. And um, you'll be able to enjoy all of the audio, video, and everything here on YouTube uh, after Patreon has it. We'll be talking plenty about 50 Cent in the coming days as our debut episode of Throwblacks. We'll be covering his debut album, Get Rich or Die Trying. Be on the lookout for that later this week, along with a new episode of Black Print Radio on AMP with our special guest that will be announced soon. But until then. You will hear from A Plus and I a little bit later at the end of the month. We're going to go start going on to our two-week schedule. So every other two weeks, you, you will hear from us. And that will be around the end of the month where we are going to be getting ready for WrestleMania between A Plus and I. So a lot of exciting things that are on the schedule for us. But thank you all so much for tuning in. You will hear from us at the end of the month with another new episode of Recut Gems. And until then, he is A Plus and I and MC. We will see you at that time. Peace.